Are you there? Alright, let's go. It says, Then we turned and journeyed into the wilderness of the way of the Red Sea. So the children of Israel they were in bondage for many years. Now God brought them out of bondage. So now they were going to the Red Sea. Now look at what happened. Then we turned and journeyed into the wilderness of the way of the Red Sea. As the Lord spoke to me, and we scared Mount Seir for many days. And the Lord spoke to me, saying, You have scared this mountain long enough. Some of you, you have been in the same place long enough. He said, Turn northward. Tell your neighbor, Turn northward. Tell your neighbor, Turn northward. Tell your neighbor, You have been in this place for too long. You have been in this place for too long. Turn northward. <laughs> You know, sometimes some people, they've they, they be having the same level of money. He says, you have been in this place for too long. The same level of favor all these years. Say, you have been in this place for too long. It's time. It's time to make a momentum. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Now, turn your Bibles with me to Isaiah chapter 2. Isaiah chapter 2. From verse 1. The word that Isaiah, the son of Ammon, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Now listen to what he saw as a prophet of God. He says, now it shall come to pass in the latter days, talking about today, that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains. Tell your neighbor, the top is yours. Tell them like you mean, he said, the top is yours. <laughs> he says that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and it shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall follow it. Say all nations shall follow me. Alright, now he says many people shall come and say come let us go up to the mountain of the Lord to the house of, of, of the God of, of, of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths. He says for out of Zion shall go for the law and the word of God from Jerusalem. Remember, Zion refers to those who have come into Christ. So we are now in that new nation. So he's saying that from our mouth will come God's word. And with this word that comes out of our mouth, we will subdue the nations, will rule over circumstances in your life. Let me tell you something. If you're a child of God, all you really need in your life is your mouth. Let me tell you something. Your mouth is not for eating and drinking. Tell your neighbor, your mouth is not for eating and drinking alone. <laughs> Tell them again, your mouth is not for eating and drinking alone. <laughs> because some people, all they do with their mouth is eating and drinking. How do I know what I'm saying? Go to the hospital. There are some people, the, the doctors are able to pass food into their body without the agency of the mouth. So it's proof positive that it's possible to eat food without mouth. So mouth is not the main reason. Um, eating and drinking is not the main reason why God gave you the mouth. The main reason why God gave you your mouth is for talking. Tell your neighbor, the main reason for this mouth is for talking. And let me explain, let me explain this power of talking. The, the talking we're talking about, not, not talking gist. It's not gisting, it's not laughing about, no. It is the talking that navigates your life. Let me tell you something. Where you are today in your life is as a result of what you have been saying. Whether you believe it or you don't believe it, it's just the truth. Where you are today in your life is as a result 
of your words as a result of what you've been saying in your life. So it means that if I want to change the course of my life and I have to change what I'm saying, it's as simple as that. So if I'm in this location and I want to change to another location, all I need to do is to start talking it. Start talking it. Start talking it. Start talking it until there's a transformation. Oh, oh. Siba Rabba Satiki Limundo Ezekiel chapter Ezekiel Turn your Bible to Ezekiel Chapter 13 
Are you following what I'm telling you? So, that's a different thing from the gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy is available to every Christian. Every Christian. What did Paul say? Paul said that I wish that everybody would prophesy. That's what Paul said. So that means every Christian has the capacity to prophesy. The day you receive Christ into your life, that gift came into you. And then you can say, Father, I received the gift of prophecy. And how do you use that gift of prophecy? You just need to talk. Talk God's word. Tell somebody, talk God's word. Tell somebody, talk God's word. Tell that person, talk the word of God. Look at what God told him. He says, again, he said to him, prophesy to these bones. And say to them, Oh, ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So every time you are prophesying, you must speak God's word. You don't just talk anything you like to say. No, you speak the word of the Lord. He says, thus say the Lord of God to these bones. He says, surely I will cause bread to enter into you and you shall live. Look at the man. The man was already prophesying the end of the matter. Remember, bones cannot have bread. Before bones will have bread, there needs to be flesh on the bones. There has to be flesh. Are you following? Then after the flesh comes, then you can now bring it into the man. In fact, when God made man, first he made the bones. After the bones, the flesh, the man says he breathed into man. And man became a living soul. So now, this prophet of God, as the gift of prophecy, he's already talking about what's going to happen at the end. He says, bread will come into you. Into these dead bones. Okay, now let's continue. He said, I will put swine on you and bring flesh upon you. Look at it now. Cover you with skin and put bread to you and you shall live. Then you shall know the Lord and I am the Lord. So he prophesied as I was commanded. So when you are prophesying, you must prophesy what the Lord has said concerning you. First, as I was commanded and as I prophesied, there was a noise. Just somebody, there was a noise. Just imagine you are in the midst of bones and the bones begin to make noise. Noise everywhere. This whole place will be vibrating. There was a noise. There was a noise. And suddenly a rattling. Everywhere. Bones began to move. <laughs> bones began to move. And the bones came together, bone to bone. Look at it. So somebody's leg bone may have been in that place. The, the, the scalp may have been in this place. The other part of the leg will be there. Bones began to move. Bones to bones. Everybody is like, it's like magnetic. Everything started to come together, to form together. And look at it. It says, verse 8, Indeed, as I looked and saw the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no bread in them. So now all the bones came together. No bread. Then he said to, to me, Prophesy to the bread. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the bread, Toss the Lord. Come forth the four winds and breathe, and all breath and breathe on this slain that they may live. Glory to God. He says, So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet with exceedingly great army. Oh, glory to God. Tell somebody your situation can change, it can be turned around for your good by prophecy. Prophecy is the is your is your navigating compass for your life. Let me tell you something. The reason why I can tell you my life's gonna be like this in the next five years. Why? How do I know that? Because of prophecy. Prophecy is like like a man building a house. The man has drawn the plan of the house. He knows how the house is gonna be built. Then prophecy begins to bring the cement. Prophecy will bring the blocks. 
It will bring the ions. It will bring the laborers. Prophecy will bring the zinc. Everything required to make that thing become a reality. Prophecy will do it. As a prophecy will do it. I tell somebody, somebody say, well, I spoke once, nothing happened. I say, talk again. Talk again. Talk again. You know, every time you start speaking God's word and then you begin to change your mind, you are like a farmer who planted a seed in the ground and because you didn't see anything happening, you went to remove the seed. You now say nothing is happening. When you see there's some seed, you plant it in the ground, you will not see anything happen for one year. Like coffee. A coffee takes almost five years to start to grow. Some plants, you plant it one year, it's as if nothing is happening. You wonder, ah, with everything I'm pouring inside, I'm pouring water. Because the prophesying, you're pouring water, you're pouring water. As if, no, what is happening is that the roots are going deeper. They are going deep in the ground, going deep in the ground. So that once it begins to sprout, nothing can stop it. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. So, some, so sometimes, some people may look at you and say, Well, this guy is not making progress. No, tell them I'm going deeper. I'm, my, my roots are going deeper. Martilla, have you seen a tree that is looking for water? You have seen a tree looking for water? No. You may be surprised that the roots is even inside your house, under the ground. He has drawn these roots, drawing water from there. I'm telling you, dude, there's, I've never seen a tree begging for water. You can see small, small plants begging. Why? They don't have roots. No roots. So even if the wind comes, they are standing. Even when there is dry season, they are still standing. They may just suffer for a little while, but let little water come again to sprout. But they remain alive through the situation. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14. Jesus is wonderful. Jesus is wonderful. Jesus is wonderful. Now, let me tell you the story, the background of this story. In Exodus chapter 14, the children of Israel have been in bondage for many years. In fact, they've been in bondage for more than 430 years. Bondage. They were slaves in Egypt for 430 years. Now, Bible says one day, God, they began to cry to the Lord and God heard their cry. And God said, I'm going to deliver them from this. In the 380th year, they cried to the Lord. And God sent a man, Moses. God said, Moses is going to deliver them out of the trouble. So the time came after Moses killed somebody, ran away. Moses made God's prophecy to be extended. In trying to fast track God's prophecy in the 398th year, he went on journey for 40 years. Because the prophecy was at the 400th year, Israel will come out of Egypt. But they left 430 years. Why? Because a man is trying to help God. Anytime you are trying to help God, you will just frustrate everything. You will make the matter worse. Tell somebody, don't help God. Tell the person, don't help God. God, you know somebody say, heaven help those who help themselves. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Heaven only helps those that need help. Heaven only helps the helpless. If you can help yourself, go and die for your sin. And the funny part is that your blood has no value. That's the funny part. So you can't die for your sin. Hallelujah. So heaven doesn't help you because you're helping yourself. No. Heaven helps you because you need God's help. Glory to God. So the children of Israel, they got, um, um, God sent Moses. Moses began to deliver signs. Moses took his rod, threw it on the ground, turned to serpent. Magic and said, we can do this one too now. It's not a big deal. <laughs> it's just a joke. They took their own rods too and threw on the ground their own turn to serpent, rod to snake, 
Please read life. The Bible says that Moses' serpent ate up all the snakes to tell you that God's power is greater. And his serpent turned back to rot. Hallelujah. What the, the power of God is so mighty. Serpent to rot. Rot to serpent. Serpent to rot. Now, Pharaoh was still hardened in his heart. He said, you are not going anywhere. Are you following? Plague 2. He came again. He said, hey, God going to send all manners of insects. They will start biting people everywhere. That one too did not work. Okay, God thought, imagine all the water in Yola now becomes blood. God turned the water to blood. That one still did not, but we see bathroom with the blood like that. Just like that. <laughs> then God said, all manners of rats. Just imagine your house, rats moving everywhere. Bra, 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 the pallor, dying everywhere. Bra, bra, in their thousands. You have 1,000 rats in your house. What a frustrating life. All manners of plagues God sent. All manners of things God sent. This man refused. Now God sent the last plague. He said the firstborn will die. The Bible says for God's children, he says, put the blood on your signpost, on your doorpost. He said when the angel of death comes, he will not enter your house. So the children of Israel knew the secret. They went to sacrifice a lamb, put the blood on the, on the, on the, on the wall post. As the angel of death came, it passed over them. But for the Egyptians, their sons died. In fact, Pharaoh's first son died with all his bodyguards, with all the security. The angel of death entered into the house and killed the son. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. But for God's children, they were delivered. Now, Pharaoh said, Let them go. Let them go. I'm tired. Let them go. I'm tired of all this. So the, the Egyptian and the, the, the Israelites were freed from the bondage of Egypt. Now, let's read the story now. Are you ready now? I've given the background so you understand this now. So the children of Israel got, they started to walk and they got into a problem. Look at the problem. Now from verse 1. Now the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel that they turn and come before by um, Harriet between Midian and the sea opposite Balaam Zebul. You shall come before it by the sea. For Pharaoh will say to the children of Israel, they are bewildered by the land. The wilderness had closed them in. Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them and I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord that did this so. <coughs> Verse 5. Now it was told the king of Egypt that the people had fled and the hearts of Pharaoh and his servants have turned against the people and they say, why have we done this that we let Israel go from serving us? So he made ready his chariot and took his people with them. Then he took, look at what he took. He took 600 choice chariots. And all the chariots of Egypt, the captains over each one of them. And the Pharaoh's king of Egypt. And he pursued the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went down, went out with boldness. So the Egyptians pursued them, all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army, and overtook them camping by the sea beside um, Bahaliot before Barzello. Verse 10. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were very afraid. There was somebody very afraid. These were the same guys who were bold just this very moment. Once they saw Egypt coming against them, they became very afraid, the Bible says. Very afraid. And the children of Israel did what? What did they do? 
they cried to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, because there was no grave in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? <laughs> so the, the, the Israelites, when they die, they don't bury them. They leave their bodies on that place. But now, they are now blaming Moses for bringing them out of bondage. They are saying, Moses, so you brought us to this place to come and die in this, in this wilderness. It's better for us to have died in Egypt. <laughs> now, he says, why have you so dealt with us to bring us out of Egypt? Verse 12. Is it not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should have died in this wilderness. Come, look at the confession. Look at how they are talking. These are people that they lost. They were happy that they are free now. Now trouble came again. They wish they were back in trouble. Oh. And these are people that suffered more than 300. Let me tell you something, right? Some people, the reason why they are still where they are is because they like the problem they are inside. They, never, they don't want any change in their life. I'm telling you. The reason why some people are, are poor, they want to remain that way. No matter how you try to help them, they will still go back to poverty. Say, that's not me. <laughs> Say, that's not me. Alright, let's continue. Verse 12. Is it not the word? What verse are we in now? Verse 12, right? Is it not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians, for it will have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should have died in the wilderness. Verse 13. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Listen, brothers and sisters, every time a situation comes against you, do not be afraid. Say, tell yourself, I refuse to be afraid. Say it again, say, I refuse to be afraid. That's God's word. The first thing God will tell you, no fear. No fear. No fear. No fear. And what do you do next? He says, stand still. That means you hold your ground with all the armors of God. Stand still. And what? And see the salvation of the Lord. And see the salvation of the Lord which he will accomplish for you today. And what is that testimony? He says, for the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see them no more forever. Tell somebody that's prophecy. That's what the guy did. Moses did not ask God any question. He didn't ask God. He didn't, didn't talk. He just prophesied. He said, from this day, no fear. Stand still. You will see what God's going to do today. He says, the Egyptians you see today, you will see them no more forever. Verse 14. The Lord will fight for you. I prophesied to somebody this morning that the Lord will fight for you. Amen. The Lord will fight for you in the name of the Lord Jesus. And every situation you have found yourself in, from this day you will see them no more. In the name of Jesus. Can you say an name somebody? It says the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, God is the one talking to Moses now. Moses has done, now look at what happened. Look at what happened. The children of Israel, they got to the Red Sea. They got to that place and they saw the guys coming after them. Moses was, as a man of God prophesying, don't be afraid, stand still. Don't be afraid, stand still. You will see salvation of the Lord. Something's going to happen here today. He was, but the people were still afraid. What's going on? God said to Moses, he says, hey! What did God say to him? 
He says, Why do you cry to me? Huh? Now God is the one saying, Why are you crying? You have already prophesied this long ago. You've already spoken this words long ago. You are seeing the handwork of God happening already. Why are you still crying to me? As though I've done nothing. He says, Why do you cry to me? Oh, let's do. Can we have the verse on the screen? Can we have the verse on the screen? Verse 15. I want you to see it together. Verse 15. Are you there? Everybody read together. I want to go. Aha. Uh Aha. -huh. Uh -huh. That they should do what? God said, hey, Martin Libra, I don't know if you understand what is happening here. There's never been a record in history before that people walk on water. There's never been a record before in history that people have walked on, on gone through a sea. It has never happened before this time. Now God is saying to them, why are you crying? Why are you saying, why are you still crying and as though somebody as like, you know, you're just crying and say, oh God, come and help us. Oh God, come and help us. Oh God, oh God, see what's happening. They are coming after us. Oh God, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? God said, hey, why are you crying to me? He says, tell them to go, to go forward. So God said, enter the water. <laughs> Can I tell you something? The year 2022 is going to be the year of movement. Listen, somebody will come to you and ask you, brother, how what's happening in your life? What's happening? You'll tell them I've moved, I've moved, I've moved, I've moved, I've moved. You will come and look for me in that location, you will not find me there anymore. Because it's the year of movement. Here's somebody, it's the year of movement. Some of you, God is going to move you from where you are to a greater place in the name of Jesus. And it's going to be times 10, times 10, times 10, times 10. It's not going to be one plus one. No, it's going to be one times 10. That's it. So it's one year, how did it happen? You tell them, I've moved, brother. I've moved, brother. That will be the language for 2022. They ask you, all these things that are happening in Nigeria, the problem that's going on in this country, it's not happening to you. Just every year, it's because me, I've moved. I've moved. Listen, if you come to my house address and look for me next year, you will not find me there because I've moved. I said, I've moved, brother. I've moved. He says, Territory of Israel to go forward. Verse 16. But lift up your rod and stretch your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And it happened as God said it. Moses took up his rod like this, stretched his hand over the water, and he said, Sea, divide. And the Bible says that a wind of God's Spirit, the Holy Ghost, came upon that sea. And that sea, 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 parted in two. On this side, on this side. They walked on dry ground, not muddy ground. The, the ground was not muddy. It was dry. <laughs> what a miracle. They saw it happen. They said, what? What? They started to move. They started moving, started moving. And as they finished, Egyptians were seeing what is going on here. They too, they entered. And Bible said that the sea swallowed them up. Listen, brothers and sisters, this is a true, this is a true story in Egypt. I was discovered. They found the terrors in the sea. They've seen them. Some of their helmets inside the sea. It's not a joke. It's not some fairy tale. This is a true event that happened in history. The power of God. Just stand to your feet this morning. Go and meet five people and tell them it is my year of movement. <laughs> 2022 is...